Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, thank you for joining us today. You know, over the past few weeks, Walt and I have shared the life journeys of several men whose stories are recorded in the books of Genesis and Exodus. Well, today, we are going to move into a new time period of Israel's history. God is still at work in the lives of people, but he has appointed a new leader. In Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2, we read, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Well, a little background just in these first two verses. Remember, Moses has been the leader of Israel for over 40 years. 40 years wandering in the wilderness and trusting God. But Joshua has been his faithful servant. Joshua and Caleb were the only two leaders, the only two older men to transition from the 40 years of wandering and make it into the promised land at the time of the conquest. In Deuteronomy 31, 14, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourself in the tent of meeting that I, the Lord, may commission him. We are now moving from the five books of Moses, the Torah, to the book of Joshua and the conquest of the land of Israel. Yeah, and Walt, you know, we saw in those books, the the Torah, as those five books are referred to, God had a purpose. He had plans for Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, and we didn't even begin to touch on all the people in those books, but we selected those four. But now as we turn the pages in our Bibles to Joshua, we will learn more about the story of a woman, Rahab the prostitute. You know, every person's life journey will look different. Rahab is always referred to as the the prostitute. That title stays with her, even as we're going to see into the New Testament scriptures. But Rahab walks into God's redemptive plan. And this is true for all, all of us who will place their trust in him. What a life of hardship and difficulty this woman faced. And yet in her journey, Rahab experienced an amazing rescue. We should never doubt, never doubt the power of God to work in the hearts of men and in the hearts of women. This Canaanite woman presents a beautiful picture of God's redemptive grace. He uses unlikely people to accomplish his purposes. Why? He is a sovereign God. And yes, even as you say that that Rahab is normally associated with her former life and her profession, um, there's one place, Matthew chapter 1, giving the genealogy of Jesus Christ, where it doesn't mention that but everyone knew about it. Well, as we continue in Joshua 2, just the first verse, Joshua sent two men as spies secretly from Shittim, 
saying, go view the land, especially, especially Jericho. And as students of the Word of God, we want to ask good questions of the biblical text. That's what a good student does. So first, where's Shittim? Well, it's the last stop before the nation of Israel crosses into the Promised Land, crossing the Jordan River, and there on the other side awaits the fortified city of Jericho. And what did their secret mission entail? Well, they had to cross the Jordan River. It was at flood stage, but there was a crossing. They had to enter the fortified city gates. They had to get past the guards who must have been on high alert. They can see a nation of millions across from them. And and then they had to find a safe place to hide. And the third question we would ask of this text, just we could ask many more, but the third, why Jericho? Why Jericho? Why is this the first place? Well, it's the first city as they enter into the land. It's one of the oldest cities continuously lived in in the whole world. And it had mighty springs, the strongest in the whole Middle East. As a matter of fact, these springs could produce 1,190 gallons or 4,500 liters of water per minute every day, day after day. And this is why the city is called the City of Palms. There there are huge groves of date palms, even today, and they're here because of the abundance of water. And then continuing in Joshua 2.1, and they went and they came into the house of a prostitute uh, whose name was Rahab, and they lodged there. And then you ask some more questions. What? Why would the spies go there? Well, this is where a lot of visitors would go. Um, this is where they could have lodging and mm, a little bit more. Um, how did they know they could trust this foreign woman? Well, they didn't. All they knew that God was directing them. And so they went into this place, and they were just trying to ask questions. Hey, how many guards are there on the wall? And what time do they go to sleep? And 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 then a third question. If she betrayed them to the king's guard, what what would happen? Well, they're going to be dead. And even as we get to this point, I mean, this is, this is one of those moments where you say, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? And a head to heart right now, we know we can trust God. I think all of us try to put that in our mind over and over. And Joshua was back in the camp, and he's praying for these two spies to have a successful mission. Remember, God will direct your steps, he says to the men, and he will guide you. And how could they trust this woman? Well, they weren't certain. Maybe they can't trust her, but they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, God could be trusted. Yeah, these two men were just called on, and and it was, it was a secret mission, and they knew nothing going into this land. You know, they're Two men now, they find themselves in the the house, in the home of Rahab. And so let's continue in Joshua 2, verse 2. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who've come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Well, the king sent his guards. He got a message. He His guards were doing their duty at the gate, and they suspected that two Israelites had snuck in. Some Israelites were in the city, and they assumed that possibly these men had gone into Rahab the prostitute's house with her profession and the hospitality, the lodging provided there. Bring out the men. 
that's where traveling men would find lodging. They've come to spy out the land. And you know, some time had passed in the day, and the two men, after they entered the city gates and entered Rahab's home, it's the text says that Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied to the king's servants, Yes, the, the men were here earlier, but I did not know where they were from. And just before dark, when the city gates were about to close, the men departed. And actually, the text says, she had taken them up on the roof and hidden them beneath a bundle of flax that she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for these spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho is shut. You know, Rahab knew she needed to hide these men. Why, though? Why, why is she endangering herself? The city's on high alert because Israel camped on the other side of the Jordan River. But Rahab lied to the king's men when they inquired about the two spies in her house. And and men believed her. <laughs> the Israelites believed her that she would hide them. And then the, the men that were the king's messengers, they came and they believed her too because she was viewed as trustworthy. And a head to heart here now, you know, God never condones lying. <laughs> no, no such thing as bearing a false witness. He's opposed to that. But God in his mercy and by his grace, he's able to forgive our mistakes He's able to forgive our mistakes and our flaws and our sins when we come to him by faith. I love this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Yeah, and I love that verse too, a rewarder of those who seek him, Walt. Um, and, And it just takes me back to, even some of the reading and some of the teaching we've done in the past um, with materials by Dr. Julie Slattery, that reminder that we're all broken. We all have experienced sexual brokenness in our life, even if we think we've been pure. And Rahab is here. She is seeking God in the midst of her very messy life journey. We don't know how she got into this position. Was her family struggling? Did they put her in this position for finances? Did she leave her home and seek this profession on her own? We don't know. But Rahab has come to a point in her life where she is seeking God. Well, after the king's guards leave, Rahab went up on the roof where she had hidden the men beneath the flax stalks. And her words here reveal her heart's desire to know God personally. We have such a gracious God. We have a merciful God. I know the Lord has given you this land, she says. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. The Lord has brought you here, and Rahab acknowledges that, and she brings them in. And then this is amazing. She actually presents two important bookends of the people of Israel, of their history, And she first cites, we heard the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. (laughs) Friends, that was over 40 years ago. People still remember. These people are still talking about that amazing exit from Egypt. It 
is still written in the history books. And then just recently, she says, we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings east of the Jordan River. Yeah, they wiped out these two kings, these two powerful kings and their armies. They wiped them out. And then she states boldly, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one, no one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. You know, Rahab presents here her statement of faith for the Lord, your God. She says to these two spies, your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. And by the way, that's a total contrast to what they were told. These people were told about the ancient Canaanite gods. Um, The one overruling all is the God of heaven, Baal, and he sends the rain and he gives fertility to the land, but he's not involved with the land. And then they had gods of the earth, gods of fire and gods of, of crops and fertility. They had all these different gods, but they didn't have a God who was the God of both heaven and earth. They didn't have that kind of powerful creator God. So so now we continue on and, and she says, um, now swear by me, the Lord, that you would be kind. And that's the Hebrew word chesed. This is God's covenant keeping, faithful and loyal love, that you would be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Uh, give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. And the spies responded, We offer our lives as a guarantee for your safety, the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and we'll be kind again. We'll show hesed, covenant-keeping, loyal love. We'll be true to you when the Lord gives us this land. And in the midst of this rooftop conversation, Rahab is is pleading for a guarantee that she, along with her whole family, would be saved when Israel is victorious over the fortified city of Jericho. And you know, well, even as you mention again, that word hesed, I mean, you and I, we have used that in our teaching. We've used it in our counseling for years now because we really really caught on to the first concept of that with Dr. Charlie Dyer when we were studying at Dallas Theological Seminary and that, remember his Hesed projects that we would do. But um, when you mention that word Hesed, it has um, such a deep meaning um, in on, for us, but for every person who has a personal relationship with God. Why? Because our God is faithful, because our God keeps his promises when we come to him and confess our sins, we trust him. We trust him, what? To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, just as he has promised to do. And you can take that promise to the bank. Yeah, yeah. So that word hesed, I mean, I just, when it pops off the pages of scripture, I just always love when you pull that out for us and and we consider a faithful God. Well, back to the story. Then, since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, she let them down by a rope through the window, escape to the hill country, she told them, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then, when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you will follow these instructions. 
when we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down and all your family members, your father, mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. If they go out into the street and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however, we are not bound by this oath in any way. The arrangement is made, bound by an oath, and signified with the sign of a scarlet rope hanging from the window on the city wall. And so these two spies are going in the exact opposite direction from the camp of Israel. They're going up into the Judean wilderness, and from there they can look down and see what's happening, both there in Jericho and across the river in Shittim. And and uh, Rahab responds, she said, I accept your terms. And, and she sent them on their way, at that point, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. And, and this reminds me of that hymn, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. She must trust that God will protect her as well as the members of her family. She must trust that these guys will keep their word because they're giving her their word in the, in the authority of God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and she will obey their instructions given to him. The scarlet rope is now in the window, not in a few days when this all comes to pass. It's now in the window. When and when the army of Israel comes to Jericho, they will spare her. Um, as we continue and close, I, I love this passage out of James chapter two, verses twenty-four to twenty-six. It says, "So you see, we are shown to be right with God." to be justified by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions. When she hid the messengers and sent them safely by away by a different road, just as the body is dead without breath, so faith is dead without good works. And, and head to heart at this point, Rahab's faith overcame her circumstances and her fears. Um, everything that she thought about herself, everything that she thought about uh, the gods of the of her existence in the Canaanites, she just said, no, I, there's something different about Yahweh. She was scared. The whole city's filled with fear. They're melting away. And, and she had a past, a messy past that left her family, um, left her feeling maybe worthless, left her feeling judged by everyone, including maybe her family. But Rahab's faith led to her salvation and that of her family as well. Yeah, and just... Oh, I love I love the story of Rahab so much um, because each of us is broken. There is none righteous, the scriptures tell us, not even one person. Rahab had a longing in her heart. She was seeking after the one true God, the one who would truly, truly change her life and allow her to experience the taste of God's gifts of mercy, grace and love. Yeah. You know, Rahab was ready to take this step of faith. You know, like you said, while that scarlet was hanging, that rope was hanging in the window. She was about to turn 180 degrees from trusting in her fortified city to trusting the God, the God who made heaven and earth. She was going to walk a new path in her life. One beautiful lesson that we can embrace is 
what Rahab was willing to do at this point in her life's journey. Well, until our next time together, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.